finally. So sorry. <laughs> uh, a lot of technical <laughs> stuff. Uh, we are trying. We're still trying to find the best, uh, the best stuff for the live for, for the podcast. But yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah. So anyway, welcome to the two dogs, and we are very sorry that we started so late today. Um, Technical issues, handling yes. failure. Well, yeah, it's handling failure. Yep. So uh, with us is the king and prince of failure, and yeah. we failed to even broadcast on time. <laughs> We're horrible, horrible people. But you have no idea how difficult and technical this thing can get. Yeah, right? exactly. Or oh, the back of us is a nice white color screen, but in front of us is a whole mess. One of big problems. mess. <laughs> if we mess have wires and all. If we have B-roll, you can see the B-roll. Oh and yeah, definitely. Huge, terrible mess. Yeah. So, um, today's topic. So, we're going to be talking about um, handling failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, well, really, it's it's something that all of us have to go through. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, sometimes it's um, simple failure. And sometimes it's just a huge failure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, we even call it, you know, a major screw up. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like this like one. Like this one. <laughs> And it just keeps getting better and better. Ah, it just keeps getting nicer and nicer. All right. So, <laughs> unfortunately, in life, right, without you need to fail. You know, it's like it's like children taking steps. You know, they have to fall down. They have mm-hmm. to learn. However, none of us like it. None of us love to fail. I hate to fail. Do you like to fail? Uh, no. Be, be, to be very honest, I hate failing. Um, there's always a sense of. Uh, being Defeat. a total uh, screwed up, yeah. you know, and you feel that whatever that you've done so far um, does not bear fruit, and that's actually a horrible feeling to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think today we'll be talking about failure from the sense of an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. from a sense of a business perspective. That means yeah. not not failing academically or failing to get the girl that you want and mm-hmm. all, but in the sense of failing in your career mm-hmm. or failing in your business, uh, especially um, in uh, today's world, whereby it's post-COVID-19, post-lockdown, every most businesses are reopened. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of businesses had to fold. You know, they had layoff workers, a lot of people have to, you know, um, go without a job. Yep. Yeah, and yep. uh, it's never a great feeling. It's yeah. never a great feeling. Yeah, so um, I think what uh, Dr. Inky says is right. During this uh, post-COVID-19, we see so many businesses, um, even established ones, yeah. um, uh, phoning up. And uh, we're not just going to be talking about them, but we're going to talk about the experiences that probably led us here yeah. uh, in terms of failing. And I'm sure many people also would have uh, had that kind of feeling before, whereby they tried to venture into something, but it didn't pan out the way you mm. wanted to. And there are so many things that can happen. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. There is, there is. And it can be even tightly linked to our last week's topic on depression. <laughs> yes. I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably a follow-up. So as, as uh, last week when we spoke about, about depression and after that when we went out for dinner and all, then we decided, you know what, why don't we do a follow-up topic on that? Why don't we talk about failure, you know? Mm-hmm. And then uh, we narrowed down failure into failing in, in the business sense. Uh, because so that then we can have other topics to talk about then then, you can, then I can tell you about the time I failed uh, I failed in my school you know at the time I failed <laughs> I, I actually failed my all my exams in medical school and all okay so, but we're coming back to this topic which is on failing as an entrepreneur yes. or failing in your business or failing in your career mm. uh, so Inky start the ball rolling okay Let, let's start the ball rolling story. so uh, so roughly about a year ago I had to make a very difficult decision. All right, the decision was either to pack up my business, that mm-hmm. means to to close all my clinics mm-hmm. and then to seek employment, permanent mm-hmm. employment with someone or to give it one last go. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the situation I was in on the dot a year ago from today. What led me there was a series of unfortunate business um, decisions. Was a was a series of unfortunate business decisions, um, so going to give you guys a, something brief lah. So um, I started this whole um, 
clinic venture thing in uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. So as 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 you as you know, you know when you first start out, business is always slow. So it's it's expected, all right. So to, from 2014 and 2016, we slowly build up the business, and from 2016 onwards, 2016 and 2017, we were doing really really well. You know, we were we were we we had a return of uh, we had return of investments. Um, we paid off a lot of our our machines. You know, we had bonuses for our staffs. So. Like all entrepreneurs, like all business people, we thought that, uh, or I thought that this would go on forever. Mm. You know, I could, uh, I could estimate my income. You know, I could uh, forecast my income for the next coming years, and I think that was the mistake, because um, towards the end of twenty seventeen, beginning of twenty eighteen, I saw that revenues were beginning to dip. So I used to see on in twenty seventeen, uh, I used to see on average. 15 to 20 patients per day. Mm, wow. So it was really good. I thought it was really, really good. 15 to 20 patients per day, people would make appointments, they would line up, they would literally queue up outside the clinic. Mm-hmm. In 2018, suddenly it dipped below 15. Wow. So it's about 10 to 15. So I thought, you know what? Yeah, it's probably business normalizing. Mm-hmm. After the whole, you know, the viral thing went off. Yeah, it's probably business uh, normalizing itself. Then we did, then we found that it was really a problem after mm-hmm. a couple of months into 2018 when we first started seeing business dip whereby patients started coming only five to six per day. So imagine this, right? Six, seven months ago, I was seeing 20. Now I'm seeing like five to six per day. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, you know what to do. Um, marketing is all as planned. Um, lost. Uh, I was totally lost. So I decided, you know what? We're gonna do something else. We're gonna buy more machines. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do more treatments so that we can then spread the revenue. So we can get other revenue streams. You mistake. do what everyone told you to do. Yeah. yeah. Mistake number one. Yeah. You mistake did what everyone told you to do, which is if it's kind of a bit like like. You know, sometimes in the share market, when they said, when you're down, just yeah, keep pumping more. it in. Yeah, yeah exactly, more. exactly. But it's a risk. Yeah, so it's a risk. Know, so go on with, with, with your machines. Yeah, so we bought a couple of machines and then we started marketing them. They did well for the first month. After that, again, revenue dipped. Uh, revenue did tremendously. Then mm. I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe it's not the machine thing. Maybe it's a geography thing, mm-hmm. because you know I'm located in Shalam, right. so it's a it's a suburb outside KL. Right. So you know what? Maybe it'd be better if I. Uh, if I would open another branch in KL, mm-hmm. so we decided, you know what, we have enough um, enough reserves. All right, we have enough reserves. Uh, we had six figure reserves. So basically, I'll give you a ballpark. Maybe like two hundred thousand ringgit oh. you know, in the bank. You know, you know what, we'll be safe, lah. We'll be safe. Two hundred thousand ringgit in in the bank. Minimal overheads. We are safe. Open the second branch. Open in Ampang. Paid off everything. Hired a, an, an additional doctor as well to run. Uh, to run the KL branch. And then, again, business did well for the first one, two months. Because mm. again, you're something new. When you're new, right, there's this, there's this sense of uh, new stuff, you know, it's like something, it's like a McDonald's uh, releasing a new toy. Kind yep. of, yeah, yep. kind yep. of. That euphoria. Yeah, yeah, it's a euphoria of, yeah. uh, of, of something it's new. A new and, product. Yeah, it's a yeah. new pro- product and all. So your patients also want to come. Then, at the end of 2018, I realized something is not right. Revenues are still not coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm burning through my reserves. Mm-hmm. I used to have 200,000 after I paid off here and there, maybe about 100,000 left. Then I was burning through my reserves. And then by 20, beginning of 2019, mm-hmm. beginning of 2019, I realized I only had less than one month of reserve left. Wow. And after that, I will burn through everything. And wow. that was in February. Yeah? So, one month. Yeah, one month. So imagine uh, two years ago, right? I was riding high. I, was, I had a lot of patients. And uh, two years in, I was down, uh, really down. I had one month left. So one month reserves left. So we did what needed to be done. We had to, f- we had to cut off the person that was taking the most salary, which was my other doctor. No, actually, it was my other, other it was actually my other doctor. So we needed to uh, compensate her, let her go. And that only gave us additional two or three months of uh, reserve. All right, because now I do not need to pay someone, you know, uh, an expensive basic. I can then drag on for another two or three months. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we most of the time, we just I was just hoping, you know, mm. I was hoping that 
things would pick up. Mm. So we tried different stuff again. Same thing. We tried different treatments. We tried. Um, we didn't buy any new machines, but we we tried to to market different treatments. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was not what my patients were used to. Mm. And again, reserves dipped, and two years before that, we had a reserve of two hundred thousand mm-hmm. in the beginning of June, twenty nineteen. I had less than four thousand in the bank. Wow! And that is hardly wow. enough to even pay rent for one of my locations. Wow! So it was really difficult uh-huh. because um, basically whatever whatever we made on that particular day goes out to pay salaries and goes out to pay the the utilities you know there was one time i or uh, that tanaga wanted to cut my my electricity because i was late on payment mm. for roughly about two months and on top of that i actually pissed a lot of people off because in order for business to keep running i need i needed stocks mm. all right so I begged suppliers to give me stocks. I say, you know what? I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. I'll pay you back. When things are much better, I'll pay you back. And some of the suppliers were, they were understanding. They were understanding because they've been supporting me for the past couple of years. As then they thought, oh, you know what? You always on time with your payment. Okay. No, we just, we allow you to, to delay a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they That's came right. to a certain point whereby I, I couldn't pay for almost a year. Mm. And uh, one of the suppliers actually issued me a lawyer's letter wow. asking Demand. me to pay up. Yeah, mm. demanding me to pay up. Say that, you know, you owe me so much money, you need to pay up. How's your feeling when you got the letter? Uh, I threw in a dustbin now, of course. I knew the letter. <laughs> I, I, I knew who the letter was from. Right. I knew what was the contents. I opened up and mm. said, you know what, we are, we are rep- representing this client and uh, we want the payment. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a reply in 14 days. So yep. all I did was rip the letter and threw in the dustbin. Don't do that, boys and girls. Um, we'll come so, to that later. Yeah, separate topic. Yeah. So what I did was, uh, of course, I emailed them. Mm-hmm. I emailed these these two suppliers. Yeah. And I say, you know what, you still have to give me some 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 time. You know what? Um, by hook or by crook, I will try and pay you by the end of twenty nineteen. Now this is in the middle of twenty nineteen. Uh, so imagine I really owe them money for a year. Yeah. Wow. One year's worth of stocks and uh, for a year. Uh, and they say no. I say, okay, if you don't allow me to pay at the end of the year, I'll pay you in installments. Mm-hmm. Every month, I'll pay you a little bit. I'll pay whatever I can. You know, whatever I have in excess, mm-hmm. I will give it to you. Yep. But, you know, don't shut me down. Yep. Because if you shut me down and, and if I liquidate, and I actually calculated the liquidation, yeah, yep. if I liquidate, right, I will still owe you money because... Yes. Because whatever I sell, right, will not be enough to cover the leases and the higher purchases and all. Mm. And yeah, those were dark times. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sleep for easily a hundred nights. Mm-hmm. Every night I would wake up, middle of the night, I would just sit there and brood. Lah. Sit there at a corner of the room, you know, thinking what the hell went wrong. Mm. And of course, then, you know, I turned to alcohol. Uh, to try and ease the pain, of don't course. Do that also, yeah? yeah, don't do that. Don't mm. do that. Um, turn the alcohol. Of course, it wasn't heavy drinking. You know, it's like one or two drinks per night. Mm. But I used to only drink like maybe once a month. Mm-hmm. Now I'm drinking almost on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm drinking every night. I wake up depressed. Um, yeah. So touching back to what we actually spoke to last week, um, which was depression and suicide. Mm. And trust me, actually suicide crossed my mind once Mm. but it wasn't of you know i want to take my life but if i were to end this what will happen Mm. then i discovered actually the debt just goes on Mm. now i don't have to pay but my family has to pay and not only do they now carry a financial debt they carry they carry an an emotional debt now they would then one they would then wonder how come i never spoke to them Mm. you know how come i never reached out to them Mm. and they will wonder what went wrong? Mm. So then I realized that it was not easing the pain, it was uh, passing the pain to someone else. Mm. And I decided, you know what, this is just a silly idea. You know, oh, yeah, I thought of it once, but I thought, this is a silly idea. Uh, then I decided not to. So now, of course, we tried different things, nothing worked. Mm-hmm. Nothing worked. Yeah. But more on that. So, Ali, yourself. Well, 
I'm glad you opened up because last week you were so quiet yeah. with depression. There was no suicide ideation. <laughs> I felt weird, like as though I'm the only guy who goes through depression, and you're like, okay. I'm cool. No, cool. I, I can't say at the time because my wife was sitting in front of me. <laughs> like <laughs> my wife was, was there. Then, then I taught myself to the whole. You know what? I should have been. I should have been more honest. Yeah, you should be you more know? honest. I'm yeah. surprised. You know, with, with the two dogs, yeah. you know, we, we share with random people, and yes. our spouse gets angry because. The whole week I got flagged from my wife. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you had this suicide ideation. I didn't know you were yeah. depressed. Like, mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. If, uh, I, <laughs> probably my, my wife is hearing for the first time as well now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good that you share. And um, I'll keep mine short but because I've got so many business failures in my life too. And um, What's the worst? The worst... There's, there's, there's a few. There's two actually. Yeah, um, we have all time. Yep. So one, I would say, was a monetary failure, mm-hmm. and another one was actually um, business relationship failure. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to businesses, both are equally important because you don't want to lose friends, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you don't want to lose money. Mm-hmm. And failing in both on separate occasions. Would probably touch some people out there who've uh, been through this, um, just like me. So I'll, I'll cut it very short. I'll give the gist. So I, at one time, I was having three uh, GP clinics, mm. uh, co-owned uh, all of them. So it's not fully on my own, but I co-owned three clinics, and one of it was uh, sharing between me, another doctor friend, and uh, and a contractor friend. Mm-hmm. And we did fairly well to set up in a new place. We sculpted the place and we said, this is going to be potential. It's at Wang Sawok. In fact, the clinic is still there until today. <clears throat> and that time, Wang Sawok Mall has not opened. And we said, this is perfect location. Mm-hmm. People will come. And there's middle to high-end residents coming up. Their keys were about to be received. So we said, this is perfect. We come in, we, we, we took a franchise clinic, and we're going to open and we're going to be the pioneers to cover this area that requires it. We set up the clinic. The clinic was perfect. It had even a doctor's lounge. It had an underground car park. Perfect. Then one thing fall, um, bit by bit, everything fell apart because we were just two guys who were still um, actually technically working. Mm -hmm. So this was a part-time thing. So we couldn't be there to run the business ourselves. We hired someone else. They did the best they could, in fairness. So it's not really their fault. It's our fault for jumping the gun in um, starting the business mm-hmm. when we were not fully, fully ready. So we ended up every month having to bleed. We already came up with the capital, and now every month we had to bleed through our savings to sustain the business. Yeah. And for anyone who's about to embark on your entrepreneurship career or making um, to be a businessman or business person, businesswoman as your career, if you are solo, it's fine. But if you're going to employ people, this is the trickiest part. You need to pay the salaries, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. The salaries comes first. Then comes all your other debtors. Yeah. Then only comes yourself. If you pay yourself first, that's the biggest yeah. crime of, yes. of running a business. So we were being responsible. We paid everyone on time and, and we were just bleeding uh, through it. My friend was doing locums outside to make to enough cover. money to cover. I was doing locums outside to cover this clinic. We were doing locum in our own clinic and don't get paid so at the same time. Yeah, so that you don't have to pay the doctor. So that we don't have to pay a locum mm-hmm. um, at night. Um, eventually, we couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to take a personal loan to cover back everything that we lost inside. Um, I took the personal loan to cover back that. My parents also gave me some capital, but that mm-hmm. capital went to setting up the clinic. I took the loan to finish paying off the day-to-day and the depths and we finally sold the clinic to make put add salt to injury the clinic is doing very well now <laughs> it was just wrong timing yeah. like really really wrong timing but that's fine so that's one um, the second business failure I had was um, I embarked on a bit of a small project to run a small cafe mm-hmm. uh, with a friend so she had the contacts of F&B Okay, I don't. And we decided that we'll start a small venture uh, in Bangsa. Mm-hmm. And we had a certain thing that we wanted to cater to people. Uh, we found a niche which is trying to provide affordable local food 
Okay. In Bangsa. In Bangsa. Malay style. Okay. Affordable, but yet still in a cafe style, right? Uh, we eventually got the chef on board, and it was a friend of my friend. Mm -hmm. And then we we got we signed the lease. We started the renovation midway through. My friend left. He left as in left had an argument and okay. left. Just went cold. I couldn't call her. I couldn't contact her. I was left in the lurch of starting a business with a total stranger yep. who I do not know. Mm -hmm. And it became quite a challenge. Yeah, it's always, yeah. it always is. It's one of those stories, um, like it or not, in, in, in business, we're going to get screwed. Yeah. One way or another. Sometimes it's even screwed by your own friends or even your family. Yeah. But somehow we managed to turn the business and we started out very well and like you said every new business there's a, there a fantastic euphoria we started yeah. we did very well and then it plateaued once it plateaued then business was not doing well enough we did enough to cover all the expenses but but the not chef not to pay yourself huh? I didn't take any salary that's okay. fine because I'm already yeah. working outside and this wasn't a very heavy expense mm -hmm. But the chef, and then we brought in another one of her friends, which uh, was the F&B, uh, sort of like the supervisor manager. They were very hardworking. In retrospect, my hat's off to them. They were very hardworking. They start at 5 in the morning. They finish at almost 11 at night. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't take home their own salary much. Mm -hmm. They probably took home like maybe 500 to 1,000 max a month. And the rest of it just went into the, clean, yeah, uh, into the, operations. Into the cafe and the yeah. operations. Eventually, we had to shut down because um, we were not turning enough and it was bleeding. But to be fair, we did fairly well. We came out in um, a few of the magazines. We mm. came out in Hotia. We came out in... Nice. Um, what's that one? The KL? Which one? The, the KL... What? Time Out. Time, time Out. out. Yeah, we came time out in Time KL. Out. We were on Foursquare. We also came out in... Um, you know, a few of those travel uh, spots. But we were just bleeding and by the time we said, okay, we're closing up guys, one more month to go, we hit record sales. <laughs> I nearly wanted to say, let's just do let's... a couple of more months of <laughs> of this last of this last one more last month. Yeah. One more one last month. One last month to go is it reminds me of the business, the, the lighting business, Sing Hub. Yeah, I mean yeah. Is it, no, is it Sing Hub? No, a lot. Uh, even yeah. even even you, you you can always have a look like Harvey Norman. Harvey Norman's perpetually closing down still, but they never close. <laughs> it's still there until now. Still there until today, yeah. But I lost a friend. Yeah. I lost a friend. And while the business, by the time we sold off everything, the, the loss was minimal, but I lost a friend. Mm -hmm. and, and it wasn't fun mm -hmm. because that business made me fail as a friend or the friend failed me. One way or the other, it was a bit of a failure and we had problems. Uh, we, we never patched up after that. But again, uh, that's failure. You yep. pick up from that and yes. you just have to um, get yourself back up on your yeah. feet. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the most important thing is you people fail all the time. Yep. You know, whether it's small failures, mega failures, and it's of, of, of course worse like if it's a mega failure yep. and it's a public failure Correct. whereby everybody knows that you have a business, you mm. know, and you are closing up. Mm. Um, it's never easy to face a public failure. Mm. But I think the most important thing is you... It's all about picking yourself up Correct. after let's, you fail. Let's, let's, there's some quotes I got, and this is something I like. If we actually see that every failure there's an opportunity for growth, then things doesn't end up as bad as uh, it seems yeah. anymore. Yeah. And I think today, what is important is that we want to say that failure is going to be part and parcel of business life. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is it part is. of life, but it's about growing after that. Mm, and yep. if you did not have that moment oh, of yeah. you know total screw up failure, you wouldn't be who oh, you are yeah, today. Yeah, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I wouldn't be where I am today yeah. either. So it's fun to fail after a while, knowing that it's, it's the retrospect. It was fun when yeah. it was there. It's, oh, it sucks. So what happened was, um, so last year June, when I was down to like four thousand ringgit in my yep. bank account. Um, that was when I really spoke to my wife and I said, you know what, I think I need to close up already. Mm -hmm. And then um, then she said, you know what, why don't we do one last thing? You know, I said, why don't, why don't we do one last thing? And then I told her, yeah, why don't, why don't we just make one last gamble? Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time I was, um, 
because I was down, mm-hmm. so I was uh, trying to pick myself back up. I was listening to all those motivational podcasts mm-hmm. and mo- all this. Uh, Did you do the firewall? Uh, no, no, no firewall whatsoever. So there was this one guy who I always listened to because um, he talks a lot of social media marketing and doing something else totally different. So he mentioned and this struck me. I've I've listened to that one line mm-hmm. hundreds of times, mm. but. That one line never struck me. He day. mentioned that his turning point when was when he hired a videographer. Hmm. Right? And he didn't even hire the videographer. The videographer came to him, yeah. emailed him a couple of times saying, you know what, I want to, give, I want to make videos for you for free hmm. to improve on my uh, video editing skills. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I want, uh, the, the videographer wanted to grow his own YouTube channel, which, has like, which had no, no, no subscribers at the time. So this videographer reached out to this guy who was a pretty, at the time, pretty big business person, mm-hmm. but he wasn't, he wasn't famous uh, on social media yet. So, so this guy saying, you know what, I just give it a chance. Like, you know, no one else is making videos. So I'll just give it a chance. And at a point in time, in somewhere in June, when I was driving back and I was listening to it, to his podcast, and I was thinking to myself, you know what? Why don't I also give it a chance? Mm. You know, since no one is doing videos, why don't I start doing videos on social media? You know, every other aesthetic doctors or dermatologists are doing the same stuff you know they're doing promotions which mm. i've been doing like for years yep you know, getting promotions getting celebrities to come in and and still not seeing results so i i decided you know what I'm just gonna give it two months mm. right i have four thousand in the bank account i i'm not drawing a salary all right at the time i could not afford to draw a salary anymore mm. um so i was living off my wife thank god thank god thank god she makes enough to cover both of us um but I always made sure I, I would pay my staff first. You're right. Very, right. You're right. Beginning of be, beginning of every month, my staffs always get paid. All mm-hmm. right. The the only people I don't pay are my, are my suppliers. So sorry to them. But I always made sure my staffs get paid all first. Yeah, separately. Right. Really. Right. So I always made sure I paid all my staffs first. And I decided, you know what? I have enough. I have four thousand. Four thousand. I will advertise for a guy for two thousand ringgit, so I can pay him for two months. All right. All right. So I went through a couple of. of of interviews i found a guy that really liked mm-hmm. then i said you're hired and the next day he called me i'm saying you know what i can't i don't think i'll be able to work for you huh. i was like shit never mind interview goes on so i interviewed a couple more guys all right but the but on the day that the guy rejected me someone else walked through the door hmm. walked through the door yeah yeah, yeah. He, he literally came for an interview la. so mm. so i i was about to, to actually tell my staff you know we will close all interviews because i already hired this guy and uh was, that, so was that the guy you eventually hired ah uh, yeah the next guy that came through the door oh I two guys walked through the door yeah so i eventually hired one guy so um and I couldn't even find one and they walked through. But to be honest, right, there was actually a very simple reason why I hired him. Okay. Because he told me that he had all the gears. All right. Right, I have the cameras, I have the drones, I have everything. He said, you do not need to buy anything. Hakim, can you walk through the door and just walk, <laughs> yeah. pa- walk, walk, walk past us? So my, so my videographer is there now. Ha- say, ah. Hakim, just, just walk past us. Just walk but, one round but, and, and but, say hi to everyone. But he knows that, that he's not first choice. Yeah. He knows he's not first choice. Hello, but third choice, come. No, no. <laughs> he knows he's not first choice. However, however, my life has always been this. First choice never works out. It's always the second, it's always the third choice that comes in. Yeah. Oh, my wife is not the first girlfriend. Your wife is around. <laughs> but, no, but, 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 but successfully, she's the first wife and hopefully it remains that way. But anyway, uh, yeah, videographer came in and then we started doing videos. We're just podcast friends, okay? <laughs> don't, don't take us too, too literally. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, he came in, we sat down and we started brainstorming for, for, for different videos. And um, a lot of people like to think that things took off immediately, mm-hmm. you know, so, oh, the money started, you know, then uh, business came back. No, that took a couple of months mm-hmm. to the point whereby I was thinking, you know what, I, I need to fire everybody, I need oh. to close up. Then because of consistency, what happened is one or two of the videos were picked up mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. and then it just went viral in September or, or October. I think somewhere in September, end of September of 2019, some of the videos went viral. 
um, it went viral on all the social media, so mm-hmm. on Twitter, on social, on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, and then from there, just picked up, picked up clients all that came was back. A turning point. Yeah, that was a turning point, and it was actually at my breaking point, at a mm. point whereby I told myself, you know what, I can't anymore. I was very close mm-hmm. to taking personal loans mm-hmm. to pay up. I was asking advice from people whether I should have. No, I should approach banks to get loans, but mm-hmm. seeing how bad my my finances are, I doubt banks will actually loan anything to me because I had I have ongoing high purchase uh, leases, mm. and I was thinking to myself, if I borrow from all these loan sharks, yeah, mm-hmm. it will ease the pain now, but yeah. I will suffer yep, for it later on. Right. So I really didn't want to, and I didn't want to ask money from my family. Neither mm. did I wanted to ask money from from my wife or or her family, mm. because I think it's because of an ego issue, lah. You know, there's one e- ego is one whereby mm. I didn't want to to show other people that 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 I was weak and I was you know I was failing, because in their eyes I was doing well. Mm. You know, ah, oh, you have a couple of locations, you must be doing well. Everyone mm. said the same, you must be doing well. Yeah, yeah. Nice smart, yeah, yeah, it's 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 okay, you know. But behind the scenes it wasn't okay. Mm. It wasn't okay at all. So yeah, stuck in long enough and then luckily managed to strike gold. And uh, till now I'm still thankful for it. Lah. I'm still thankful for it. And as as you mentioned, for every failure there was an opportunity for growth. Yep. So if it wasn't for that downturn that I had in 2018-2019, yep. I wouldn't have hired a videographer then I wouldn't have you know the success that I have now um, yeah so looking back it was necessary yes but when you were there at, oh, at, at that point in time right scary yeah man it was Very nasty scary it was nasty I think it's coming as as, as a family person um, having your own family having your kids it's scary because when you fail, you're not just failing a business. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a large sense that you're failing your family also. So mm-hmm. I, I I hear you when you say it's a bit of an ego issue, not because of just um how you say the eye muka or just yep. your, your image itself. Yeah. But it's there's not that. so many things that that that's involved that that even your your family is dependent mm-hmm. on you or. Even if they're not fully dependent on you, there's still some contribution that you feel that we should be doing, but we're not going to be uh, reaching out. But again, that would, can always be a separate topic that we can talk about. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, looking back, you know, we're not the first to fail, and we're definitely yeah. not going to be the last. You yeah, know? I mean, if Thomas Edison had to find ten thousand ways not to make a light bulb, who are we? We are just you know doing very very minimal work in in this failing world. Yeah. Um, this is something very interesting that, that I managed to pluck out and this is uh, what is said as uh, types of failures mm. and I like how they sum up uh, it being preventable failure, mm-hmm. unavoidable failure and intelligent failure. So putting it in perspective, preventable failure would be things that um, you've already, you know you shouldn't do it but yes. you still do it. Yep. For example, you know it's a bad gamble to go into, let's say, um, doing um, certain investments, yep. all right? Or let's say if it was a technology whereby the pickup rate, we're not sure yet. Mm-hmm. And you don't have enough data to support that. You don't have enough uh, experience from other people to tell you, yet you still do it. That is preventable. Yep. You shouldn't have done it, but you still did it. But the good thing about these kind of things, they are very high risk. Which means if you strike goal, yeah, strike goal, you strike you goal big, plus yeah. plus plus plus. But at the same time, if you don't strike, it's uh, almost always you're gonna sink. Then there's unavoidable failure. You plan, you plan, you plan, and still it just doesn't go well. Yeah. For example, you plan everything down to the dot for that perfect day out, and it rains. You can't do anything. Yeah. And then there's intelligent failure. And this part which I want to talk about is um, intelligent failure, whereby you plan and you know there's a high risk of failure but you've already planned you know option a option b option c and you know there's an 80 percent chance a is going to fail and i'll fall back on b and b has a 10 percent chance of failure i'm going to fall back to c and even if it fails then you know time to go def mm-hmm. you already look ahead and and you plan 
in that sense. So like this one, this is from Edison himself. You know, you must learn to fail intelligently. Failing is one of the greatest art in the world. One fails forward towards success, which basically means for each failure, it should bring you closer to success. Yep. It's like playing basketball. If you don't mm -hmm. get it into the hoop, then you need to find out what is wrong. Mm -hmm. Can't be the ball. Yep. Can't be the court. Maybe the hoop is not at 10 feet. It's at 10 feet point, 10.2 feet. And therefore, you're not getting it right. But even if that is already measured, then is it your stance, your arm, um, your eyesight, your force? Each time you fail, you move closer and closer to that success. Then you keep on repeating it till you find a successful mm -hmm. formula. And I think that is probably one of the best things that, that, that you've done, which is you did not give up. You did not give up. Well, nobody likes to give up. All right, nobody likes to give up, but you come to a certain point where a lot of times you are forced to give up. But I think one of the main issues with, um, with in regards to failing is we don't embrace failures. Mm -hmm. um, we tend to make fun of people when they fail. Mm -hmm. uh, we tend to, we tend to um, worship people who succeed, mm -hmm. especially if they succeed on the first try or yeah. they are they are young and they succeed yeah. you know? um, nobody nobody wears failure as a badge of honor because mm. but but we know that in order to succeed you need to fail yeah. but yet nobody wants to fail so it's i always found it a little bit odd now one of the things i found odd was um i was reading this article about about uh, Silicon Valley, about mm. the about the tech industry, okay, and um, I always found them silly because they wear failure as if it's a badge of honor. It okay. means that when they walk into an interview, mm -hmm. the first thing that they will tell the interviewer is, "I have set up three companies and they have all failed, mm -hmm. and the their comp the company names are ABC, and they and they're all startups, and they will probably say." Um, Company A, we raise X amount of money. Company B, we raise X amount. Company C, we raise more. And all three fail. Mm -hmm. And yet, they'll get hired. Yep. You know, people hire them because, yep. because they fail. And yep. I always found it weird because probably the way I was brought up, you know, I was taught that you cannot fail. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to succeed because yep. your neighbor's son is... You know, he's, uh, he's uh, scoring so well in exam. He mm -hmm. has a scholarship to this one university overseas. Why aren't you doing this? Mm -hmm. So we were always taught that, you know, failure is bad. Mm -hmm. and then when I look at these guys in Silicon Valley in the tech industry, they wear failure as if it's like a badge of honor. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they would, they, yeah. So for them, they understand that in order for them to create something, they need to fail multiple times. Mm -hmm. And their environment and their society allows them to fail. They, mm -hmm. they are not ostracized, they are not stigmatized, you know, they're not saying uh they, they are not branded as failures. They just branded as you've tried it, yes. it didn't work. Yep. Let's do it again. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In I think it's a bit of our culture. Um I can't say it's Asian because for all I know maybe Japan is yeah. Asian, but but uh if you were brought up that way, my upbringing in school um, is also very similar. Mm -hmm. We always talk about you have to pass, you have to pass, yeah. you cannot fail. And after you pass, it's all about the distinction. Yeah. Um, what you, you're, you're never great until you're an A. And even A, are you close? Then they look at the marks. Are you yeah, 99%, yeah, yeah. 100%? Yeah. Are you a valedictorian? There's so many things inside whereby people define success as a measurable thing. Uh, and don't look at failure as a lesson to be learned. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure whether. What do you think? Do you think that should be something in 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 uh, in school whereby we should actually teach kids how to fail and how to handle failure and not look at it as, oh, I'm useless, I can't function, but more so to analyze why did you fail. There has to be a lesson behind that failure that needs to be taught. Um, interestingly enough, while doing some research for today's topic, I recall a movie, um, Star Trek, mm. the reboot Star Trek with Chris Pine. Okay. And they had a pointy ear. Yeah, yeah. Zachary, Zachary Quinto. So, 
in that um, first reboot in 2008 or 2009, there's one part whereby they go through this test called the Kobayashi Maru mm. test, whereby no matter what you do, you fail. You will fail. Your ship will get blown by the Klingons. Mm. Of course, Chris Pine, aka Captain Kirk, did some manipulation and he won mm. because for him is there's no such thing as no as win. Failure, yeah? There's no such thing as failure. But the purpose of the test was actually to teach cadets about losing your ship, about mm. being in a no-win situation, having the emotions of knowing that you failed your crew. And that strengthens you, your resolve, to be better, more empathic, or mm -hmm. know, knowing that not all the time you are meant to win. Mm -hmm. uh, I think first round when I watched the movie, to me, it was like, you know, it's a stupid thing. Everyone should be able to win. <laughs> I mean, you play video games to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, in retrospect, looking back, I think that was something that could have been done and should be done, whereby they, they teach people how to fail, not fail as in purposely fail but knowing that when you do this you fail so what what's next yeah. learn from it and and it as people say it's not how hard you fall but it's how fast or how well you get up all over yeah. again yeah yeah so um co coming back to your question yeah i think it's important for not only your family to help you when you fail, mm -hmm. but as well as your people around you, you know, your friends, your teachers, your mentors, to help you, then you dissect back why you failed. You know, what, what went wrong? Why, um, why did you fail and the next time around, what can you do better? But the problem I think with, I would say family and education is if you fail, then you are deem a failure, mm -hmm. yep. you know, they don't help you. Instead, what they do is they kick you to the, to the worst class mm. in the school mm. and whereby they lump all these so-called failures together and, you know, they just don't care about them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, then these people would then end up fend, trying to fend for themselves. And you'd be surprised, uh, um, coming, looking back, I actually know a lot of this so-called you know, this rascals from school, mm -hmm. you know, this uh, black ships uh, of the classrooms, mm -hmm. never pay attention, always yep. fail. Yep. They are actually the ones who are doing one of the best now as, as adults because yes. they fail enough. Yep. They fail so often, right? To them, every day, they will call failures yep. to the point whereby they decided, you know what, uh, it's okay. I'll, I'll just accept that, that mm. I fail. I'll just, you know, I'll just try, try my hardest. Mm. I, I think it's, even more difficult for someone who has never failed. Yep. You know, imagine being brought up in an environment whereby you were the top student, people people praise you all the time, they give everything. Mm -hmm. You've never failed. And once into your adulthood, you have a tremendous failure. Yep. And that would be a very bitter pill to swallow Correct. because you have never failed. And Correct. now you're failing huge. You're yes. failing publicly. You're failing big time. So we should teach them how to fail, you mm. know, teach them, teach people at a, at a very young age, teach, uh, teach our kids, you know, even, even sometimes I will, I, will, I will tell my kids, it's okay. Mm -hmm. If you don't get it right the first time, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Right? Try it again. I'll, I can help you, you, but you must ask for help. Yep. I can help you. Yep. Ask for help. Correct. I will sit down with you. We'll go through what went wrong. Yep. I'll teach you yep. once and twice, yep. well, once or twice. But by the third time, if you still don't get it, then you definitely need some help. Correct. Um, that is actually a very, very good point about, you know, um, being able to fail over and over, but making it better mm. and being able to analyze uh, which way you go. Um, something that I wrote out um, just now. I think I'll probably add one. So I'll just fail once, fail again and fail better. I'll probably say fail once, fail again. In fact, fail big. Yeah. Then fail better. Yeah. Fail better because I think it's really important that, 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 that one has to go through that bitter experience of failing. And um, you're absolutely right. Same thing in my school. Um, I know those whereby uh, they were sort of like the ones which were deemed hopeless. Yeah. You know, cannot study. You don't have much hope. Please mm -hmm. rely on your father's money to survive the rest of your <laughs> life. Hopefully your father has got a good business that you can continue running on. How many times have you heard that story? Yeah. Very often, right? And, and I know this senior of mine, one year my senior, and he owns multiple clubs in, oh. in, in Melbourne. 
he's making money out of the students where all the, the smart ones yeah, go the to study but the smart ones need to party and he makes True. money out of their partying habits and today he's just successful right yeah. there and I think that's what success teaches you I mean failure teaches you failure teaches you to be to be thick skin to be to be able to handle um, public opinion mm-hmm. to be able to handle public criticism to make you say so what and that is one of the the attitudes I had after failing a couple of times. I've got this so what attitude in a positive way. The so yeah. what is not um, arrogance to say it. Uh, so what, so what, I can do it, ma. But it's more like so what if I fail. Yeah. Now, the next thing is what can I do? How can I be better? And don't dwell on it. Mm. I've um, most of the time. When we fail, we spend a lot of time dwelling about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And dwelling up to a certain extent is important because you need to reflect what you did wrong. And next thing is to not dwell, but to start looking for solutions, mm-hmm. asking for help, speaking about it. Uh, I think we are quite consistent in our all three segments. We are, we are advocating a lot about speaking out talking to people yeah like if you're in the music industry you gotta speak to people to find out why you're feeling as a musician find out what people like what they need then we try to work around it in depression same thing you're feeling in terms of your emotions in terms of being able to control those emotions you need some check and balance business today is the same if it doesn't work well gotta start asking questions um, to be honest I'm learning a lot from Dr. Inky in the sense of um, uh, social media I've tried the last um, two years and we are okay but it's not to the point whereby I say it's successful so if it's not successful it's failure in the you know success in the making aka failing once failing many times still failing big but I'm trying to fail better yeah fail better doesn't mean you you have a glorious fail one after another it just means that the pain is lesser and lesser you're learning more and you're feeling lesser in those severity but better in terms of your education wise yeah, for me, if you ask anyone around me, I always advocate work hard. It's not because I like working hard. Now, I like working because I, it's just because I like w- what I do. But I always tell people work hard. It's because for me, so-called success never comes easy because I fail all the time. Hmm. I fail in schools many times. All right? I was kicked out of a uni once. I... I failed in my career before, so it means I've 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 made blunders after blunders. You know, as 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 a doctor, I've made a lot of financial mistakes as an entrepreneur running my own clinic. Even in terms of social media, you know, mm-hmm. made plenty of blunders, and I have realized that for me, nothing works or nothing comes easy, and it never works out the first time around. Mm. I need to go at something, multiple attempts. Mm-hmm. Then only from, from the mistakes I've made, looking back, then I can see, oh, you know what? I've, did, I've made these mistakes. Mm-hmm. I should not do them again. So the next time I try, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. So again, from people looking in, I've met, like, like yourself, I met a lot of friends. Oh, you're, you know, you're doing well on social mm-hmm. media. Yeah, you're doing well because you're seeing now. You didn't yep. see me a year ago. You didn't see me a couple of years ago. Yep. You know, I wasn't doing well. You know, you, you, what, what, what you're seeing is you're, you're seeing a combination of hard work over the years, falling down so many times that I lost count. But every time I fall, I have to pick myself up, mm. you know, I have to pick myself up and I have to then continue. So it's not about, I always tell, my, I always tell people, you have to work hard. It's not about, oh, you have to put in long hours. Never about that. It's about trial and error. Yep. You try, it didn't work it's okay you know try it from another angle mm. of course don't try from the same same angle it doesn't work yeah try from a different angle yeah so even something okay i just want to ask you like sure. you, you have your lcp right yeah how many times do you have to go for the exam oh uh three <laughs> you know what I twice no you know what same as well yeah. i went three times i went three times your wife is giving me the, the no deal. no i went three th- I went three times. No joke. No joke. I went three times. First time, I thought I passed. Why? I've aced it. Mm. Failed. 
Never mind. Second time, do it, did, it, did it again. Oh, I think I did better. Failed. The third time when I went for my exam, I did everything. You know what? Then I was asking, I was telling myself, I'm second guessing myself. You know, I don't think I'll be able to make it this time around. Mm. I just handed the paper in. Mm. I passed. Mm. Then after that, I decided, you know what? Uh, life's playing a very cruel job on me. Yes. <laughs> life's like that. Uh, it's always when we are most confident that we fall the hardest. Because we sometimes can get blindsided. But I think take it in, in retrospect, take it in jest, take it as a, a life learning lesson. And I think that's the same thing that happened to me first time. Oh, well, mine was different. First time I went in, I came out, I was like, oh, show failed. <laughs> That was plan, plan to well, fail. Well, yeah, well, that was a planned failure, so it's fine. Because I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Then second time said, okay, study a bit more. But came out feeling, hmm, neither here nor there, failed. Then only I had, I asked for help. I asked for help. Mm. And, and to credit a, a good friend of ours, uh, Dr. Daniel Yap. So Dr. <laughs> Daniel really helped me. And and he's just full of confidence. Don't yeah. worry, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can get he's, it done. One, can on. And, Sure enough, I actually passed. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good, but that's good. Had to ask for help and put in a lot of work. And I like how you say work hard. A lot of people also say work smart. And I think you need to put the heart before the smart. Mainly because if you only work smart, it's good. But there will come a day when you need to work hard. Yeah. If you're not ready to, to, to go down and, and do the hours and run the circuits, then... No matter how smart you are, you're yeah. still aiming to not do very well. Yeah. But if you work hard, then after that, you find out how to make it more efficient mm. and be yeah. smart. I would say that would be one of my take-home advice to people who wants to balance between the smart and the hard um, philosophy. Always, always be prepared to work hard no matter what. Mm -hmm. The smart is when you discover that pattern yeah. and you just make it better, more efficient. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people just want to try and hack the system. Mm. You, know, you know, a lot of times the people say that, you know what, there's a easier way to go around it. You know, mm. we can, uh, you know, there are, there, are, there are a lot of hacks to it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of shortcuts. Unfortunately, when you take shortcuts, then, um, yeah, a lot of times it's just a short-lived, um, it's a short-lived success. Yeah. And uh, you have to keep grinding at it. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. you have to keep grinding. It's life, you know. Yeah. You know, life is never easy. If, if, if life was easy, right? If life was easy, everyone then, will be millionaires. Then be millionaires. You know, then houses will be in the billions. Yeah, because no billion, matter yeah. how much you earn, they will increase the house, yeah, price yeah, of yeah, houses. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a very, very um, nice term that I like to tell people uh, when I'm doing some um, uh, sharing is: if you really want to learn, sorry, mm -hmm. if you really want to earn, mm -hmm. you first have to learn. Yeah, of course. And learning a lot of times. Fortunately, unfortunately, comes from some setbacks mm -hmm. and failure. Yep. Um, they are the most painful ones, but they are the ones which should teach you the best. Yeah. It's yeah, right. kind of like kids and discipline, mm. you know? The ones that just get a piece of paper and say, this is your SOP to be a child. <laughs> it never works. Yep. Then you get the one whereby you get scolded. Well, it works a bit better. Then you get a cane coming out. Yeah. Oh, superb. Learn very fast. True. <clears throat> true, true. Yeah. But the other thing that's also very important when it comes to, to um, uh, failure, managing failure, is one form of failure is the failure to show up. A lot of people are so afraid of failing that they don't even want to go for it. You know, you're so afraid. Yeah, I that, understand. That you say, ah, yeah, sure, fail one, no need to do, la, yeah, no need to do. La. Uh, sure, won't pass the interview one, no don't need to go. La. And then Hakim said, Screw the interview, I'm just going to walk through the door, I'm third choice, I will still <laughs> give my luck and he got the job. Yes, he's a happy guy. Job, that. Yeah. So, when you don't show up, when you don't even put in the effort, you don't even have the hard work to just walk into, into, into that adversary or that risk or take that, that leap of faith, then you're never going to get success. Yeah. You know? Because you, you were not prepared for failure, you have to always be prepared for it. Mm. Yeah. One of the things also when it comes to um, like like hair transplants, it's, yeah. it's not easy. I'll, oh yeah, I'll be very honest. Yeah, whatever you do. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I have learned hair transplant. I did a couple of cases, mega failure. Then 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 I realized <laughs> it's just not for me because 
It's just so goddamn difficult. And then you have this guy here who makes his living doing that every single day. Every single day. But it has become fun for me. When I fail, I give myself 30 minutes to fail. And when I say fail, means just trying to discover what's the pattern on the person's uh, scalp and the head. So once I find out the hair, then the rest of it is um, better sailing. Or if it's going to be hard work the whole day, it's hard work the whole day. I need to prep myself. But there's a lot of things when it comes to that. Uh, there's a lot of Zen doing this so-called hair transplant. It's like playing golf. When it comes to golf, your buddy is not your enemy. Mm -hmm. Your enemy is yourself. Yeah. Because you can play on the same course, yeah. same time. Yeah. The wind will change, the elements will change. Yesterday it rained, they, the, the last time it didn't, didn't rain, the, there's, there's uh, dampness on the, on the grass. Everything changes. Even yeah. your mood changes and that can cause you to have a different um, score with yep. your that's golf. Right. That's correct. And that's life. Life is like a golf game. Yeah. And that's why that's correct. the older people like to play golf. We all think that golf is for old people, for you to do business deal, do bets and everything. But there's a lot of zen behind that golf because you yeah. play with yourself and you are just there to challenge yourself you're yeah. there to improve yourself and chances are you may have a good game or you may fail it doesn't matter but it's all about you improving yourself on a daily basis yeah yeah it's true it's true so um so in, in our industry there's a lot of clinics you know there's uh there's tons of clinics especially mm. in the Klang valley so i've i've had this conversation with a lot of people you know, people you know uh people that i know and they always ask me so you know why aren't you doing this you know mm -hmm. your competitor is doing that mm -hmm. and i always tell them i have no competitors mm. because i'm not competing with anyone yes. the only one competitor or the only person i'm, comp I'm competing against is myself correct i want to do better mm. so basically the following month next month or following month i want i want to do better mm -hmm. than what i did now mm. i don't care about so-called noise outside, you know, I, I don't care about what other people are doing. Mm. Now, what I, when I watch my, my, my peers doing other things, it's not, I don't view it as competition, but I view what are they doing better than me? Yep. What ideas can I steal from them? And how can I innovate on their ideas after that? Mm -hmm. How can I make it mine and mm personalize it to my practice or to my business and make it even better but mm -hmm. I'm not seeing them as competition I'm not saying oh yeah they're doing something I will, I will do the same thing but I'll give it a better price I'm giving you cheaper no mm -hmm. I never do that mm -hmm. I always just look at other other come or, or other clinics and say okay they are, they are doing this and then you know what sounds like a good idea maybe we should explore that mm -hmm. you know uh, or maybe we should just innovate on that particular idea. Mm -hmm. So I will have staffs coming in and say, oh, doctor, you know, uh, Clinic A, Clinic B are doing this, they're doing very well. I say, yeah, well, first of all, kudos to them for, for, for doing for so well. Yeah. 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 Then I will have a look at it and see whether we can do the same or improve on it. Correct. If we can, then we do it. If not, they say, yeah, it's okay. We won't, we won't, we won't do it. Yeah. We, we got a question from Liana that asks, any tips for young generation nowadays who wants to start their businesses or young doctors who are looking to open up their clinics or any healthcare services? Um, I think that's answered as a general uh, business rather mm. than just a clinic because yeah. uh, there might be more than just doctors yeah. or who are watching us. I think when it comes to that, um, it's all about planning. Mm -hmm. You first need to have a vision of what you want to do. What's your business going to be? Um, who is it for? Um, who are your target market? And plan ahead. Location, market, supply, demand, price, competitors. You have to plan. Don't go in just because it's a trend. Mm. There's a difference between plan and trend. When I say trend, it will be like it's like boba tea, like boba Correct. tea. Is a, I was just coming trend. to that. Ah, boba so tea boba trend. tea is a trend, you know, milk tea, boba tea. I, 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 I met someone recently who says that he's going to start a business in boba tea. And I'm like, but everyone's closing down. Yeah. But maybe he sees it as it's a resurgence. Yeah. Again, it's not wrong because so many have closed down. And like it or not, people still like to drink that that that, that sugar laden drink. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. I don't know why they like it. <laughs> why do they like it? Nah, uh, anyway. like it or not, sugar is the number one yeah, the number, the number one, one love of everyone. Yeah, it's the, the number, number one drug. drug. Yeah. So, so maybe he sees it as an opportunity to come back. Again, there's no wrong. There's no right. But know what you want to do. 
Uh, then next thing is you have to know how much hard work you're going to put in. Yeah. If you're going to open boba tea, of course, it's a bit so-called easier because everyone knows about it. You don't need to do so much marketing. But then you need to be different. And differentiation in business is probably how you can help to avoid failure. If you're just going to do the same as the next one, then why would anyone come to you? If there's no other reason, then you start doing price war. Yeah. You drop price. Yeah. You drop price, there's only a few ways going to go. Either you drop quality or you yeah. do less yeah. and you work harder. If you work too hard, you will burn out. Yes. Then you say, let's drop quality. Mm. You drop quality, eventually and people will business. start coming yeah. and you lose the business. Eventually, you fail. So anyone who probably wants to start a business, do that planning. In fact, do that planning and think of why it will fail and do a root cause analysis. Or for anyone who has even failed, do a root cause analysis. The simplest one I, I like to use is the five whys. Heard of that, right? No, five first whys. time, why? Okay, so five whys just basically means you ask yourself why five times. So for example, okay, um, I failed in my cafe. Okay, so first thing I'm gonna ask is why? Why my cafe failed was because we were only serving um, cakes and mm-hmm. uh, sandwiches. Okay. So why is that important? Because not everyone wants to eat. See, second why? Why is it important? Why? 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 Why should we not diversify? Because there's only so much of cakes and sandwiches you're gonna have. You can't eat it every day. True. And even if you you wanted to eat every day, but chances are you'll come with your family who may not want to have it. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine your dad eating cakes and sandwiches every day? No, no my dad eats cakes. He'll go cakes. in and he'll say, oh, where's the rice? Ah? Where's the noodle? Ah? Yeah. Correct or not? That's right. So we didn't do that. So I asked to diversify. We didn't do it. Then we go back. Why didn't we diversify? Then it came down to the philosophy of um, the chef that says, no, we are a sweet shop. And therefore, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So now we've got that issue. Then I ask, but why? Why should we do it then? Then the, the, the ultimate answer came, timing. If we open now, maybe the timing was better. We open at a time where uh, Subway just introduced within a year that six ninety nine sub of the day. Mm-hmm. They were doing better than um, O'Brien's, whereby the sandwiches were hovering 15 to 25 ringgit. Yep. Subway killed the market by doing 6.99 sub of the day, but you can always order anything else at the normal price. Yep. And we came out a year after that promo with our sandwich bar, our sandwich slash cake shop, that was selling very good sandwiches, but at 12 to 20 ringgit. Timing. So when I do my root cost analysis of five whys, if I sum it back, wrong timing, serving things that um, did not hit the correct market, <clears throat> that did not appeal to people who are going to pay, which is namely the parents, and because of a bit of an ego issue, and therefore we fail in our business. Five whys. Generally, a lot of things when you do the RCA, the root cost analysis, the five whys work very well to look back, but you have to be very honest in answering it. Even if it's a self-ego to us, answer, oh, I think I was just too proud to not do it. Yeah. Then you know. Then you write it down, then you can um, move forward and manage your failure and hopefully the next time you do it much better. Yeah. For me, um, whenever it's, when it comes to business, um, I always, as, as you mentioned, you know, you must be unique. So the first thing is, what is your unique selling point? What is your USP? Why are you different? Even, yeah, even as simple as selling boba tea, how is your boba tea different than mm-hmm. your competitor's boba tea? Yep. As you're mentioning, is it cheaper? If it's cheaper, then means that you are you are skimming on the quality. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Do you have flavors that other people cannot uh, that cannot replicate? Mm-hmm. Or is there a particular um, flavor to your boba tea, whereby it's just so unique, whereby everyone has to have them? Mm-hmm. From experience, experience tells me um, you need to have a unique selling point, and. If you don't have and you start copying others and that is usually the start of something bad because mm-hmm. then when you start copying others you are no longer unique yep. and when you're no longer unique 
as you mentioned, you cannot ask people to come and come come to your business because you you can't even tell people why is your business so different than others. Right. And then if you if you can't answer that, then people wouldn't come. Mm. So the first thing is to have your own unique uh, ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, you need to do a little bit of market research, you know, uh, see whether the people around you are, uh, um, um, are receptive to that particular idea or not. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, never follow, you know, never, never follow trend, you know, never follow people, uh, have your own uh, unique selling point and uh, you have to work through, you know, and always, always, if it doesn't work out, change. Yes. When you're in business, you need to change. Yes. So you've opened up the first month, second month, business isn't doing well. You need to sit down, you need to reevaluate mm -hmm. your business model. And then you might have to change your business. Change maybe from selling boba tea, sell something else. Mm -hmm. you know, repurpose your business easily. Repurpose your business to do something different. And for all you know, doing that one different thing actually makes you stand out. Mm -hmm. And also, I think at um, closing up, um, when it comes to business, when we said uniqueness or unique selling point, it doesn't always have to be a new product. Yeah. Like it or not, boba tea is not, yeah, it's not new. new. I remember boba tea, my earliest memory would be 96. I remember I was in the Pasamala when I was yes. in the 90s. Yes. So 1996, that's, you know, that time when I was already first exposed to boba tea. And it's the same thing. It's that it has the pearls, it has the tea, and it comes in that cup. It comes with that really yep. big straw. And it's just the same. But yeah. things would change. So when we said uniqueness, doesn't mean that product. But then comes the flavor. Yeah. Then comes the concept. Mm. Then comes the idea. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, comes um, service. I would say anyone who's going to business, at the end of the day, service is probably one of the biggest factors. Yeah, it is. The pre-sale service, the sales yeah. service, and the after-sales after service. service, which a lot of businesses yeah, fail. Yeah. I think that can be our next topic, after-sales service. Oh, that's a huge oh, that's topic. That's a huge topic. We can just talk about my, my mobile phone provider and they'll come and sue me, but I don't care because hey. they're horrible after-sales service. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I think just last week I had a horrible after sales service and I actually literally told the guy off I say I told him um, um, I told him something along the line like uh, I think you're having a very bad day but please you know you're making a bad day for both of us oh, wow yeah, I, I actually told the guy off over the phone all right but that's uh, a good line yeah, yeah that's a good line that's very diplomatic yeah that, that, that comes with age yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 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 to sum up to to sum up um you have to fail. Yeah. Unfortunately, like it or not, failure is part and parcel of every day. Nobody likes to fail. Mm -hmm. I hate to fail. Um, I always, um, I always joke with a, a few of my close friends. I always say, my greatest strength, my greatest strength is failing. However, my second greatest strength is picking myself up after I fail. And I wanted, with that, I actually wanted to plug a video clip, but I had not enough time. But for those who want to know what that really means, go YouTube and look for Muhammad Ali being oh, yeah. knocked down. He's only been knocked down a couple of times, but each time when he gets knocked down, he gets up before the count of four and he gets up with full of energy. It's not like our Rocky movies, our, um, what's the other one? <laughs> Which uh, one? The, the second generation Rocky with the young guy with the Michael young B. Guy. Jordan. Oh yeah, with the Michael B. Jordan and yeah. I, yeah. I, I whereby, whereby, you know, they'll get up on the count of eight or nine or, you know, about to go ten up. only you want to get up. Uh, life shouldn't be so dramatic, you know. It should just be quick, down, get up fast and then let's look for, you know, the next solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, we're going to sign off now and... We are going to see what kind of topics we're going to be uh, speaking about next week. We've got quite a few uh, from after sales service, yeah, cool after, sales after, service. after sales service, or even we can even expand on 
uh, learning from failures. We can even talk about uh, personal bankruptcy. Oh yeah, which is a very interesting. I think topic. that would be a good topic. Um, give us our thoughts. You know, you can tag those who know us. You can text us. If not, yeah, just drop us a line, and then we would get the topics ready for you. All right. So All right. from myself and Dr. Ali, we'll see you next time. See you next time.